RodeoKids.com podcast. I'm your host, Camry Widmer, and with us today are rodeo coaches Andrew and Callie Chirac from Central Wyoming College in Riverton, Wyoming. Today they are going to share with us all about the college, the rodeo team, what the community has to offer, and what it's like at Central Wyoming College. So I will let you guys take it away with just talking about what the rodeo team's like. Okay, well, I guess I'll go ahead and start because she's, I know she's going to push it on me. So, and do that. I guess when I typically, when I recruit or we recruit students, we look for hardworking kids that um, want to come in and grow up and, and get better. It's a small team to where we're able to have contact with them all the time and everybody needs to be accountable every day um, is the type of program that we run here. So, that's ultimately when, yeah, great quality student athletes is what we're looking for. Okay. How big is your team? 20 to 25. Okay. That's a good number. Yep. Enough that you can make some friends and learn from each other, but still small enough that you get the one-on-one and the, the direct contact, but still with the team atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. And have some Absolutely. quality practice. In it. Yeah, for sure. So what is your, what's the team atmosphere like? Callie (laughs) (laughs) they they're funny and uh it seems like they really have a great time they enjoy practice um they enjoy you know I think like like last night they were all we kind of finished up practice early and they were able to get to to the cafe to eat before they closed or whatever and so they all go eat together and and it seems like they hang out and just have a good time together as well um but definitely I'd say it's a pretty fun atmosphere and they enjoy each other for sure that's good I know every college rodeo team that I've been involved with like unless it's just a bad dynamic where things need to change everybody loves everybody the kids get along they they learn so much from each other and you know when you take that step from high school rodeo where your parents are still helping you and supporting you and doing all those things too okay, now what am I going to do with my life? Um, And you're in a group with so many other kids who are in the same boat. It seems like they really come together to to make those memories and go through those lessons and and just build each other up throughout the programs. Yes, for sure. Awesome. So what's a practice look like at CWC? We were able to get started at four o'clock, about four to 4.30, get the kids out of class and get them there. We practice four days a week during season and five days a week out of season um we'll do we we bulldog and team rope and rough stock on mondays and wednesdays and then we rope calves goat tie uh breakaway and barrel race on the other on tuesdays and thursdays on fridays when when we're out of season we do all of them so awesome that's a busy day yeah yeah are the kids more on their own when they're practicing and you're just there to supervise or are you guys really involved I think that we're more so involved or Drew is especially for sure. We have two kids and so I'm in and out of practice um, for sure when it works out time-wise and that sort of thing. But definitely it's, you know, it's structured, it's timed out, practice is mandatory for everybody to be there. And so everybody helps everybody out, you, you know, working shoots and all that sort of thing. But then definitely I think Drew does a real good job of trying to keep an eye on everybody and give little tips here and there wherever we see fit and try not to mess with anybody too much. Definitely. If they have a 
a good run going and that sort of thing, then leave them alone and cheer them on and, and be supportive. Absolutely. I know it can, it can depend on the program. Like I went to school in Durant, Oklahoma. And at that time it was kind of a free for all. I mean, we had scheduled practices. They weren't necessarily mandatory. Um, We didn't get a whole lot of guidance or suggestions like we were kind of in it to help each other and there's some people that thrive in that environment and then there's other people who need more structure and need their coaches to be there so I know it it depends and it's always good to kind of get that feel for what the coaching staff is going to be like before you know you make that plunge and I know for me if I were to do it over again I would look for a more involved program Um, I don't I'm not a person that needs like the super structure but still coaches that are, are there, that are present, that really want to see us all succeed. So it sounds like you guys are definitely, you know, letting the kids who are thriving and have things kind of figured out on their own continue down that path. But then the ones who are maybe having a bad day or things aren't going quite as consistent as they need to, you're there to support them and give them those tips and, and those, the guidance to success along the way. Yeah, yeah sure. We were just talking about that this morning, actually. Um, well, Drew went to college here at Central Wyoming College, and then I rodeoed for them. And then I went to school in Oklahoma as well. Um, and and definitely, I you know, I wish that it was, and same thing, not that I needed a lot of structure, but I wish that there was somebody that, you know, I wish they pushed, the, pushed us to work out because I enjoy working out so much now, you know, later on in life. I wish I would have had that from the beginning. Um, you know, have those mandatory workouts and practices and um, just kind of the involvement of it that these kids have today. And I think that it's, it's a little different now across the board for all schools as far as the workout program and stuff like that goes versus then when we were in college indefinitely, but we both agreed that we wish that it would have been more like you said that way for us. Yes, definitely. And I think that's just for the sport of rodeo in general. You know, I've been talking to some different competitors that, you know, are trying to make the NFR and stuff and the shift overall um, and the level of competition consistently through all associations, whether it's amateur or pro rodeo, or if you're the kids coming in, it's so much tougher and it's just getting tougher. And it takes having that competitive advantage that you're really working on your mental game and you're spending the time in the gym. And I think that's an industry wide shift. And if you can go to a college, that's one going to teach you how to work out because that's one thing I don't know how to do. Like I know how to go to a gym and I know how to put my arms up with weights in them, but there's so much more to it than that. So if you can, you know, for those kids looking for a rodeo program and that want to go on and continue just learning the proper ways to work out and to develop your muscles specifically for your event um, where events are really important and doesn't just make your life better in the arena, but it makes your life better all the way around. So kudos. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of to add to what Callie and the coaching and what we do at practice also, we, we really uh, try not to, out coach you know coach beyond our knowledge um mm-hmm. talk a lot about horsemanship the events that we worked but then we also have outsiders that come in like randy seems great he lives right here locally he comes in and bulldogs with the guys all the time i don't want to try to tell them what to do i didn't bulldog enough to be able to give them specifics you know what i mean we can talk about horses things like that but really try to bring in people that are that are specialized in events to be able to come in and help out too so 
That's a very cool thing. That's another thing we didn't have in college. So um, I really, I really enjoy the programs that do that. And there's so many people out there that are willing to help. So having a coach that's willing to say, Hey, like, I think this person could support you more or could support you in a different way is huge and beneficial for the kids and the coaches. And everybody just gets that much better, that much faster and that much closer to those big CNFR goals that we all have. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it just depends on you may be telling a kid, you know, something that they need to do, but just hearing it from somebody else that may, you know, maybe was more successful than you or just the their terminology that they use makes more sense to that kid, you know, versus than the way you're trying to communicate it. So it definitely helps hearing it from multiple people. For sure. So what are your guys' backgrounds in rodeo, like prior to coaching? How did you guys get involved? I started, I actually grew up in Florida. Um, so my family had a small cow-calf operation down there. My parents started team roping when we were, I don't know, middle school aged. And then my, me and my sister, we got tired of working shoots. So we decided that we wanted to learn how to rope. And so then we started and got into high school rodeo and um, made the high school finals. And I just absolutely loved it, of course, and wanted to go college rodeo. And I had some friends that went to northeastern Oklahoma to rodeo and they got me in with the coach there Mike True and he was awesome and so then it just went from there so I went to NEO and then finished up at southwestern Oklahoma State in Weatherford. Very cool and when did you guys become coaches or did you at the same time or? So Kyle's been coaching since I don't know what is this your third year? or so yeah I and think we've been so. married for like four years or something but yeah. I've been coaching <laughs> I'm going on my 12th year I, I was an assistant coach for one year underneath Rick Smith who who preceded me here and I actually rodeoed for him when I went to college here and then uh, when when he resigned and, and moved on down to uh, Cochise College I applied and and uh, I'd like to say that I, I just had, I, I did, I had the inside track on the job. There was a lot of people that applied, but um, I, I, I had, I had the inside track. And so I was able to get it, but I grew up rodeoing. My, my, uh, my mom was raised on a ranch and just over the mountain from where we're at right now. And so I've always had a desire with uh, animals and, and I loved horses and, and then my dad rodeoed. And so obviously like I just followed in their footsteps and mm-hmm. high school and college rodeoed on a scholarship and uh, dabbled around with pro rodeo and, and got busy but when I when I started coaching I was actually teaching the farrier science program here at Central Wyoming College and then also for um, I was I was circuit rodeoing and, and so Rick would have me come in and help the tie down ropers and, and whatnot and I was kind of my free practice and, and I got to kind of start coaching there and and I loved it. Like I, when I went to college here, Rick let me put on a clinic. Um, and I had, I mean, people paid me to, and I was in college and I actually got to put on a clinic and I still have people come and talk to me about it. So I've always had a desire to teach. I like that. I like the horses. And so it's just really like been a dream come true. And, and I don't know, it's a pretty cool job. So, That's awesome. That's yeah. very cool to be able to do what you love and yeah. And make a difference in the lives of others while you're doing it. Yeah. Callie, what's your favorite part of being a coach? I don't know. I guess it wasn't really ever something that I thought about or thought that I was even capable of, but definitely um, I enjoy it. And I love, you know, just being able to actually, I guess, feel like I have the knowledge to help somebody. I guess I never really thought of myself as that way. 
but so it's definitely it's very rewarding for sure um to see somebody that you've been trying to help and um they go out and and you know rope a good calf or you know whatever the it may be but it's it's just it's rewarding for sure so that would be my my favorite part yeah and i'm sure having all of those college rodeo athletes around your kids is kind of fun too and letting them see how kids are continuing to grow. And that's gotta be a pretty cool team slash family atmosphere. Yeah, that's our hope. Hopefully, hopefully they, you know, they enjoy it as much as, as we do for sure. I know that it's in their little, um, Brawley, she's four months and Trago, he's two. Um, so they, you know, but Trago's, you know, starting to get into it. And so he loves going and working the shoots with the boys or riding the four wheeler, the tractor, you know, anything he can do to, get out there with them and help them out. He loves it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it's a good experience for the kids too, like for the college kids too. Yeah. You're yeah. another kid and you role models and yes. Yes. They're catching on to it. I think they're, I think they're starting to enjoy it as well. <laughs> yeah. I coached in Rangeley, Colorado for a little while and the coach at the time he had two little boys. And so that was kind of fun when they would come to practice and, and get to see it and be a part of it. And I know that really made a difference for them. And like you said, the clinics, you know, that's a huge deal. And does your school offer clinics or do you do fundraisers and stuff like that for the community? Uh, we do. Yeah, we definitely do fundraisers every year. And then we, we got a really strong booster club here. And so they've always been able to like Mike and Sherry Lynn Johnson come and put a clinic on here and, and they'll pay for our um, recruits to come to it. If they sign, they'll pay for all of our kids to go to it. Um, we just sent all of our bulldoggers down to uh, Ogallala, Nebraska, um, Drew Melvin, Stetson Jorgensen, Randy Soon, Todd Soon, Paul Cleveland, they all put on a clinic and, and the booster club wow. sent on them down there. So we do, clinics are huge. And if we can do, and in the fall, uh, Wade puts on a rough stock clinic. And again, we we're able to, the booster club pays for all the cl clinicians to come. Like Shane Proctor's been here two, three years in a row. Um, the COVID deals kind of slowed things yeah. down a bit, but um, yeah, we've had Shane Proctor, um, Shane O'Connell mm -hmm. and um, Dustin Flundra. So what an opportunity. Yeah. So it's pretty, yes, clinics are huge and, and it's it's really neat that the kids that are in the program are able to attend on the on the booster club's money. So we really yeah. appreciate what they do. So yeah. yeah. So are those clinics also open to the public or are they primarily for the rodeo kids? So kind of uh the, the Mike and Sherry Lynn Johnson one, we we do open that up to the public and we actually kind of get to see some kids here and and start recruiting them earlier. Um, the rough stock one, it's an invite only. We kind of let that be a prestigious deal for the kids that we get here. You know, okay. let them think that they're pretty important. And it is. And, and we only have just so much stock and so much time. And so that's kind of why we've we've steered that away with it. Yeah, yeah, I meant that. What other kind of fundraisers do you do within throughout the year through the rodeo program? So in the fall, we'll start out with an online one and the kids all have to bring 15 email addresses. And then I work on this online deal. It's really, it, it's awesome. I think we made about $8,000 last year. Wow. Just like, yeah. And it don't take any time at all. So it's really, that's a good one. We have the, uh, the booster club does a banquet in the, in the spring and all the kids are required to bring or make some kind of a silent or a, or a live auction item. 
Um, we have a, uh, it's called the Rustler 500. And so that's all of athletics here at CWC. And we sell 500 tickets. And the very last ticket drawn then wins $10,000. Wow. So that's the coolest one we do because it's not a handout. It's actually just go out. But it, yeah. we, re we require each student or each a team member to sell five one hundred dollar tickets so they work at it and and it's hard and they tell me how hard it is and i don't care because i start telling them about it in the spring and we require them to do it and then we do it the following every march uh in conjunction with the um march madness deal so okay so they have plenty of time to bring it in absolutely yeah <laughs> so we, and we yeah it's required of them yeah and they know that so yeah it's what other things are required? Like what are non-negotiables on your, on your team when you sit down and have your opening meeting? What are things that you really expect of the kids? Workouts, morning workouts, every meeting, be on time. Like when you sign up, whether you're walk-on or, or scholarship, you're part of this program. And as long as it's communicated to them, we require them to do it. Um, we understand life comes up and then they need to reach out to us and let us know, Hey, I got a family deal. I'm going to be gone and, um, just be held accountable on a daily basis. And that's probably the most enjoyable part of coaching, uh, to me is the grind. Um, the long season, we start a week before school starts and we don't quit, you know, and, and we want those kids that like that and at the end of the year that's when it's awesome like next week when we're when we're at our last practice that's when you can just take a deep breath and like feel like you've done something and let them feel successful too so yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. so you guys i've seen some of your stuff on instagram and it looks like you're doing a great job with all that kind of stuff you know how are you how does your team typically rank on the national level Oh, we always send kids to the college finals. Um, the last two college finals that we've had, we've had steer wrestler ended up third in the re uh, nation three years ago. Two years ago, we had one sixth in the nation and barrel racers 13th in the nation. Um, we've yet to, since I've been a coach here or we've been a co coaches here, had a team go, but that's ultimately our goal is to, to take a team. Um, yeah. but it's competitive like this oh, region's yeah. competitive and and so you just got to take the small wins and 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 go with it but that's ultimately I mean that's my goal I want so bad to be able to take one if not both teams to the college finals and let them all enjoy that together with us that'd be awesome yeah well and it sounds like you're really recruiting the right kinds of kids you have the right structure in the program and now it's just gotta timing's gotta happen right and it's going to happen. Sure. I have faith in that for sure. What's the atmosphere of the region? You know what? We've got an, all the coaches get along. Um, it's like rodeo. I mean, it's just, it, it, everybody's helping everybody. Um, there's no cattiness. There's, you know, I mean, if, if somebody's horse gets hurt, uh, crawl on my horse, he fit you good type of a deal. And that makes it, um, I've, I don't know. I've heard different things about different regions and I'm so glad that, that ours is as tight knit as it is. Um, mm -hmm. Makes it fun. You're excited to see the other coaches and, and you want to see the other kids succeed. You know, I mean, it's really just a competition between you and yourself and, and the animals that you've drawn. So keep it that way and keep it, keep it 
real. <laughs> and what, like how much land does you, does your region cover? So we're all of Wyoming, except for uh, like Rock Springs, they don't have a rodeo team and then Powell goes to Montana. But we're all the other schools in Wyoming, we go to Shadron, Nebraska, and then um, the front range of Colorado, but we end up all the way down at Lamar, Colorado in the fall. So that's our long trip. That's about 11 hours. All the rest of our rodeos are what, Callie? Four hours, four or five hours away. So yeah. Oh man, that's nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the region I was in, which I know there's regions that are like the Ozark region's huge. Um, but it was, you know, from Durant to Kansas, I think was 12 hours. And then like the closest one was four hours and everything else was at least six to 12 hours. Oh, geez. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So that definitely yeah. makes a difference for some people. I love the long trips. You know, we'd get our, at that point in time, red box was the big deal. So I had a laptop and there'd be like seven of us crammed in the truck and we'd get our we'd stop at McDonald's and switch out our red boxes and watch red box movies the whole way. But you know, you make lots of memories, but shorter trips are definitely nice, especially yes. for the parents' pocketbook. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Definitely. That makes a big difference. So some schools have like huge programs where there's hotels and they take team trailers and whatnot, um, or is it more independent once on that front? So we actually, for all the points team members, they get travel money and meal money. Um and we buy rooms for everybody on the team when we go. Nice. Yeah. And so we always try to get, we'll get somewhere where there's continental breakfast. So at least they got that. And uh, yeah, so everybody's got a room and um, we travel. We don't have a rig that they travel together in as a school rig, but <laughs> we do uh, kind of convoy a little bit and we make sure they're all on the road about a half hour before us. And then we, uh, Callie and I leave and, and we follow them and, make sure everybody gets there safely um so yeah but i think that really the the travel money is probably i think that we're one of the better schools out of way as far as being able to uh if you're on the points team get your get your way paid so yeah yeah what does your scholarships look like with that program so they we've got a really pretty good uh package and then if you're recruiting right which i finally have figured out that You've got to, the NIRA doesn't accept just any old rodeo classes anymore. So you got, they've got to have grades. You can't just show them good practice. And so really steered clear from getting anything below a 3.0. In fact, like this year, we got 3.4 and higher GPAs coming in. And that really helps when you can start stacking your academic scholarship on top of our budget and so we have this year right now on our roster we have 19 um seven no 16 of those are scholarshiped and three are walk-ons at this point and really there's uh, they're all pretty well going to be full ride with their academic scholarship so it's yeah it's good i mean if you can put together a team like that with that quality of students and stay within your budget and yeah, I used to not be able to do that because I would go and I'd get a 2.0 uh, bronc rider and think that we could just keep him interested. And then that, that burned us <laughs> a lot. So we really steered clear from that and started looking at grades and, and the kids that want to come and grow up and, and yeah. do their job. Learn as you go. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. And the grades, you know, kids need to remember too, that they have so much responsibility in the scholarships that they receive 
you know, your grades, your leadership, um, the associations that you're involved in outside, like sororities, fraternities, like there's so many different ways to go about being involved in college and college rodeo financially. So uh, while scholarships directly from the program are awesome, still looking into the school and it looks like your school has lots of opportunities and I've been looking through their website and it looks like an awesome campus and like there's lots of cool programs and just lots of opportunity there. Um, So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Okay, we've got an outstanding (laughs) nursing program, honestly, and we've had Really, every year that since it's um, since our new building has been put up and I've been coaching, we've always had one or two girls running through that. Never had a guy, but we've always had a couple of girls in the program. Um, our welding program is really strong. We got an uh, up and coming ag program, which fits our deal. Um, awesome. they're, they're, yeah, they're fixing to build us a new barn with a meat science program too. So uh, things that are starting to tie in. Um, with what we do and then actually we're the first junior colleges college in wyoming that was accredited with the four-year um bachelor of business uh, degree so we can it's pretty realistic that we can start keeping some of these kids here for four years that's fantastic yeah, yeah for sure so Wait, what did you say that was the four-year bachelor of business yeah okay i'm writing these down so that i can remember to add them in the footnotes how big is the campus? How many students are there? I honestly don't know. I'd say there's probably about 1,200 class sizes that are anywhere from 15 to 20 would be a big one. I think a lot of them are 10 or 15. So okay. a lot of, a lot of, I mean, attendance is big and a lot of one-on-one. And that's what, I mean, our team, that's the one thing that they say they love the most about it is all the one-on-one and the small class sizes. Yeah, that's cool. And are the the instructors and professors pretty supportive of the rodeo team? I think so. I think that the quality of kids that we have up there, I, I hear on campus a lot that how respectable they are. And I have a lot of them reach out to me and asking about, you know, or tell me, hey, this kid's falling behind. Can you can you jab him a little bit and get him moving? And so they communicate with me and and I don't think so I think in that really shows that they do care and they like they like the rodeo team absolutely yeah sounds like a great support system and for the kids who are listening to this anytime that you're a good student and you take care of business then people are going to notice you and really make sure that you keep moving forward and so having going into it with that mentality to step up to the plate and get those good grades and ask the questions and and let people help you and know when you need help makes a big difference in how successful you'll be in rodeo in college and in life for sure that's all very important what's the campus like like is it close can you walk everywhere are the dorms close by like what's it like on campus yeah it's probably the total i don't know callie what is it probably a total of about six blocks if you really just laid it out everything's in walking distance for sure from the apartments that where all the rodeo team stays at um yeah they can they walk everywhere they go so that's nice it was actually a couple of years ago we had a bull rider that maybe was a little bit on the lazy side and, and it was a joke that he would drive to his building classes so oh, that's, that's how funny. Is. so they would laugh about <laughs> like he's so lazy he won't even drive or he won't even walk over to the welding shop so that's funny that there was a kid that I lived with and I lived literally like 
across the street from the safety building. Like I was the first house and we lived there. And one of my friends would get in his big dually tinted window, loud diesel pickup, fire it up and drive out of the driveway into the parking lot. Like not even probably 200 feet away. <laughs> so Gosh. that's the, I think every team has that kid. <laughs> yeah. We don't know any longer. <laughs> yes, that's good. Um, what's the town life like? What's the community like there? Take this one. <laughs> um, it's, gosh, what is it? Like 10 or 12,000 12, people? 12,000 people um, in the town of Riverton. Um, but there's, I don't think, the team stays so busy, um, you know, the week with the early morning workouts and late night practices and stuff. I don't know that they have a lot of time to like, get out and do a lot of extra things but I definitely think that they you know still enjoy themselves for sure there's I don't know the community is is super involved it is a good rodeo community um and then there's a lot of outdoorsy things to do around you know as far as you know Lander's not too far away there's Stinks Canyon go hiking I know that they've all gone up to that and and jumped off of the waterfalls into the river and done I don't know fun things like that as well yeah it looks beautiful like that where in that area just the pictures that I've seen and I've never been up in that area myself but gosh if you want an outdoor experience where you can see mountains and fresh air and wildlife and just live outside it looks about like a dream it is I, I agree I love it here I coming from Florida and people are like why are you in Wyoming but I absolutely love Wyoming and we're Riverton sits it's just you know it's kind of in the valley the Wind River range mountain range and then the Alcricks that um are there too so but we don't get we don't get the wind as much as the rest of the state of Wyoming gets we don't really get the the bad weather and the big snow drifts and all that sort of thing we're just kind of in this little banana boat right here and it's pretty nice oh that sounds awesome yeah. yeah. Out here in Iowa, we get lots of snow. There's wind turbines everywhere. It's cold, it's windy 24-7. Like <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> definitely the, the north dry desert, you know, feel to it, definitely. But yeah. lots of wildlife, like you said, um, amazing views and all of that. That's awesome. So is there much opportunity for kids on the weekends to go compete, like at jackpots or local rodeos or open rodeos, things like that? You had a really good answer when we were sitting over breakfast. Oh, I think that where we're located in Wyoming, it's very um, centrally located. So there is, you know, opportunities to go anywhere in the state um, to, you know, kind of travel out in and out of and, and go to jackpots and stuff like that. There is like Lander is 30 miles away from Riverton, I think, and they do jackpots in the wintertime go across the mountain over to Big Piney, Pinedale, Rock Springs. They have jackpots. Um, up to Casper, Gillette, right? I mean, like I said, it's pretty centrally located, so it's not that far to get to any, you know, bigger jackpots that they have around the state. So I think it's a, a great place to go for that as well. Yeah. Keep that competitive edge. Yeah, I know we're at like, that was a big thing for us when we were in school is just loading up and, and making those memories too outside of the college rodeos and getting to go and hang out and meet other people and go practice other places than college rodeos. Cause like for me, I know, man, I struggled in breakaway when I was in college rodeo, I could come home all summer, like 
place in the top four in the association at home and man, those college rodeos I just struggled but it was nice because I still did good in the goat tying and the barrel racing um, and whatever that mental block was I could also work that out outside of the pressure of being surrounded by all my peers so that was just nice to have lots of opportunity to put all that practice that we're putting in to work at the college rodeos and at jackpots and, and local stuff so that's definitely a perk, especially for these kids that are on a mission. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, are there many work opportunities like for kids that, you know, need that extra? Yeah. So I get phone calls pretty regular just from, for kids to come do day work, you know, go uh, cowboy or maybe there's some farming stuff, pick up some irrigation pipe, do things like that. So, uh, and I always just send a, a text out to the team and let them know like, Hey, I had this guy reach out to me. If you're interested, call him. And then there is work study <clears throat> or work opportunities there at the college too. Like the feed crew at the after practice every night is, is rodeo team. So we'll have three or four kids off the team that actually take care of all the stock when we finish up practicing. Cause we're the last ones in there at night. And so, um, they actually, I kind of communicate through them what I need them to do. There's a, I, I don't manage the feeding program and everything in there. I just kind of manage the kids through the guys that manage the, the facilities. So then that way, um, we make sure that our sick calves get looked at or, you know what I mean? And just do all that, that little stuff that needs yeah. to be done. So, and that's a good experience for the kids on the rodeo team too. Take for sure. Yeah. And that livestock yeah. and having somebody to support them and doing it correctly. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. It's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your rodeo facility like? What's it, what's it look like? So we've got, we're about a mile and a half from main campus where we're at right now. And we've got a, uh, we've got a, uh, in a smaller indoor barn, but I mean, it's dang sure feasible. We can get all of our practice done in it. And then we've got a really nice outdoor arena with, and then we've got stalls and runs all the way around it. Um, I've also, got communication or, or places uh, locally that some kids can keep their horses at and, and they're just kind of set up for just the rodeo team where they can trailer in and out of there and I the reason why I do that is we don't have automatic waterers here at the at our facilities and I don't really care for that especially in the winter time dealing with frozen water and colky horses so I, I really try to steer the team away from that and so we've got three or four places that are real close by that they can stall their horses at so oh, that's nice Can't. and then they just kind of they'll, they'll just kind of leave one rig hooked up and use it to uh, run back and forth to practice and whatnot so right work yeah. that out between so um, and you got life uh, no, we don't have lights, um, really. So in the fall, the the time change is what kicks us inside a lot of times. We'll be able to practice outside into December, like on our fr Friday practices when we're like out there from noon to three. But um, yeah, we don't have lights, but we do have the indoor barn. So we practice into the dark many, many nights. Yeah, so. that's nice. And just knowing that you have, yeah. you know, a climate controlled area that no matter what happens, you still get your practice in. Uh, you know, especially in yeah. those older areas, that's a huge benefit. You yeah, know, some places sure. like where I was at before, we would have to, what, during the colder months, we only had a really nice outdoor arena. So we'd have to trailer 55 miles to an indoor arena. So we'd have to load up the cattle. We'd have to load up the calves. We'd have to load up all the horses and all of the things just to go back and forth two days a week. So wow. um, that's a lot of work. 
it is a lot of work, um, but you know, you do what you got to do. So if you have that opportunity, that makes it that much better. And again, you get to save that much more money. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So do you have livestock for all events, your rough stock and your timed event? Yep, we do. And we, uh, honestly, I always say that like we could take most of our stock most of the time to a pro rodeo and get along with them. Um, We'll buy a couple different set of calves every year, a big set in the fall, get like 30 head of tie down calves and we'll break away and tie them down. And then in the spring, I get a smaller set. I think this year I got 20. Um, we got them in here about the first of March and uh, we'll keep those calves all year long and then I'll sell them back. I'll get rid of them in the spring. And then we lease all of our bulldog and then team rope and cattle um, so we can swap them out as they get wore out. And then um, our rough stock actually comes from our other assistant coach who is Wade Sankey. So okay. we have cream of the crop. We have cream of the crop when it comes to our rough stock. They our really bucket. can go to a pro rodeos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They really, and they do. And they do. Yeah. So, and it's cool to watch them. Like he'll bring his Colts down and we'll buck his Colts here. And then um, it's fun to like the next year and you watch them, you know, they're uh, at Puyallup or at that same horse is at Pendleton and, and, and the boys here was getting on him that winter before, you know, and so they think that that's pretty cool. So. Yeah, you bet. That sounds just like an awesome opportunity for any kid. You know, it sounds like you're keeping your stock rotated. So you've got fresh steers and calves and having that kind of caliber of horses and people that know what's going on with those horses um, and how to ride them and, and that kind of support and coaching, you know, that's every program has its strengths, but it definitely sounds like yours has strengths all the way around. So cool. I love we that. Like things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So who gets to do all the picking up and the shag and bowls? Uh, so I pick up and then we get, we've had just different people now we got some local or wade's got a guy that's up in cody that'll come down and and pick up and so he helps me and and yeah it's nice we've had one of our good friends that i went to college with boone snedeker for the last couple of years he's helped and and yeah. that's nice yeah yeah that's always fun we got to where uh, one of the girls on the rodeo team she was doing a lot of the picking up and i had a cool. young horse and got to go shag some bowls and like that's just kind of cool. fun and an experience that I wouldn't have at home because we're just timed event people. So that's always kind of fun to get them exposed to that. So yeah, yeah. makes a big difference. If a kid's going in and you know, you've got somebody who's ready to compete, you're at the college rodeo, what kind of pep talk do you give them or what do you ask them to focus on or what's that look like? It's different for every kid. You know, I mean, there's a lot of them when you, to me, you do your coaching here and, and talk about maybe what their draw is mm -hmm. plain simple. Like I don't, we don't try to get too in depth in it really. I don't, we don't want them overthinking what they're getting ready to go do. Feel your horse. You know what I mean? Don't take a deep breath and relax so that you don't override your horse and don't over jerk. You know what I mean? Just do the, just relax and, and go enjoy yourself. You put all the hard work in and, and, and I really feel like if you can be relaxed, you're going to react a lot better. So don't try to overcoach it too much. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got, you know, I grew up and it was like, visualize, 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 visualize your run. What are you going to do? And then I lived with a lady in Southern Oklahoma and uh, she was a barrel horse trainer. And we were at this barrel race one day and I was telling her all these things I was going to do. And she's like, 
you don't know what you're going to do. You got to ride for feel. You got to ride for what that horse is going to do while you're in the moment. Like if you're stuck in what you think you're going to do, and then they don't do that, then you're reacting instead of being proactive. So that's, yeah, that's huge. That's very good. What kind of suggestions do you have for, for kids getting ready to compete, Callie? I don't well because we have the kids at the rodeo um so I you know I'm up there in the the stands with them and just kind of video and it's like put stuff on Instagram and kind of keep everybody up to date that way so I don't really um get to coach them too much at the rodeo or or have a whole lot to say to them there for sure but you know definitely just kind of if I do just to remind them of things that we've worked about in practice and um you know wish them luck really like there's not like Drew said, you can't overcoach them there for sure. Right. Yeah. And just having that support, knowing that you're there in the stands, I'm sure is very helpful. And, you know, like having both of you on the team, it's got to be really nice for a lot of those kids coming from leaving mom and dad at home to having two people that care about them, one there in the arena with them and one in the stands that kind of makes them feel at home a little bit, I'm sure. Kind of gives them a little place to go when they're not competing too and then you get that little family type atmosphere you know they're sitting up there with the kids in Cali and always have a place to be so yeah that's got to be very comforting what's your college rodeos look like Cali as you know in Oklahoma you'd be gone for four days Thursday through Sunday guaranteed no matter what you unless you were in one event and you drew up just right you know you're there for four days I know there in Rangeley, we would be gone Friday at Friday morning to Saturday night would be back. So what's that look like in your region? Uh, most of them are, we leave Friday morning and we're home on Sunday, the short round will be Sunday morning. Um, they try to do it early enough that the teams have plenty of time to get home Sunday night and, you know, aren't having to stay over or waste, you know, a Monday or anything like that. So most of them are Friday to Sunday. That's nice especially for the kids who need a little bit more structure and a little extra study time. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) No excuses for sure. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Getting home on Sunday at a time that you're not, you're not seeing ghosts on Sunday. That's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Some of those drives home because like in the region I was in, which I loved the region and I had so much fun, but there were times that it was like four o'clock in the morning and you're exhausted from a long weekend. And then you got to get up and go to school the next day. And it's like, Oh man, this is a lot that everything has its perks. And so there's, it's just important for kids, I think, to look at, you know, what kind of structure do they need? What kind of support system do they need? What kind of school do they really want to be in? You know, some thrive in a big atmosphere and love lots of people and all of that. And others do a lot better with the one-on-one. And it's just really important when they're making that decision and looking at different schools to say what works best for me. Yeah. Really started doing a lot of Zoom interviews. I guess that'd be one thing, you know, if kids are interested, they can find me in email and, I mean, the, the first step is email me videos of what you do, what events you work and what your GPA is. And then um, from there, we kind of weed them out. And then I've, we've started doing Zoom interviews to where it's easy. You know, I mean, it, it, we can take an hour of, of their time and my time and sit down and kind of kind of tell them what the program is about and see if they like it. And we kind of paint a pretty grim picture like it's pretty hard work and then you got to want to come and work hard and 
um, then if they drive over here and look, we know they're serious, you know, so yeah. yeah. That's yeah, that'd probably be the that's the easiest way to reach out to us. Um, it's hard as a rodeo coach to go and find, and that's awesome that you're doing this because, like, we visited about it's hard to go and find um kids when you're trying to recruit, you know. I mean, yeah, well, and especially yeah. the kids that you might not even know exist that are interested, you know, and that's where yeah. our rodeokids.com recruit me is. Our goal is to connect those kids that maybe you haven't heard about, but that have that hard work ethic, the good grades, the desire, the drive, the teamwork, but they just haven't been seen because they're not at the top of the roster or they didn't send a video in yet. Or, you know, rodeo is different than a lot of sports because you don't get to see them as often. And when the college rodeo season and the high school rodeo seasons overlap, that makes it that much more difficult to go and recruit and the kids are so spread out. So yeah, our goal yep. is definitely to make that easier for both, both the student athlete and the coaches to connect yep. and find each other. So we don't, you don't have to win the nation to, to go to college rodeo, especially for us. Um, we want the kids that want to come in and grow and work hard. Um, we've and, and those are the good stories we had the kid that won the nation or won sixth in the nation two years ago walked on uh, he, he was roommates with some of the kids on the team somehow he ended up in the rodeo apartment with the rodeo team and then he started coming to practice and and then he walked on the following year and then he was on scholarship the next year and and then and placed in the nation so those are the cool stories um yeah you don't have to be you don't have to be necessarily winning. You have to come with some desire to want to get better. And we will put that practice in front of you in an environment around you to, to, to where you can grow as a person and, and then also in the arena. So yeah, yeah. don't be afraid to reach out. And just for people who are sending in their videos too, like good videos, zoom in a little bit, make sure that you can see what's going on um, and have multiple yeah. videos, you know, if you can. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. well, very cool. How can they, so we can reach you through zoom, but how do we get that set up? How do they contact you? The best way is, uh, our email addresses. Mine's a S C H R O C K at cwc.edu. Okay. And Callie's is the same thing with the C, correct? Yes. Correct. Okay. <laughs> And we'll put those in the footnotes too, so that people can connect with you and find you. Um, is there anywhere online that they can look up more about the rodeo team? The it's our Instagram and Facebook page too. And I was going to say that they can message us on that as well. And I can get them in contact with Drew to send videos and, and that sort of thing. So it's just the CWC rodeo. I think it is on both of them on Instagram and Facebook at cwc yeah and you guys do a fantastic job on that do you do those all cali cali does it cali does it fantastic yeah. <laughs> awesome. thank That's you good. it popped up all the time and, um you know i've tried my best to get connected with a lot of these different schools and just follow what's going on and stuff and there's not very many colleges that are really taking advantage of that so you know that's an no. awesome deal that you're doing yeah, it was, it's, it's been really cool to just kind of to see it grow and stuff. Because like you said, when we started it, actually, it was um, Wade Sankey's idea for us to get on Instagram. Um, and when we started it, I looked and I was like, there's really not 
any colleges road you know the rodeo programs that really do a lot on there I think at the time there I could only find like five of them Mm -hmm. um when I started doing it and then you know most of those weren't even active um now I think that there's a lot more and so it's kind of fun to see that that everybody's kind of doing it and getting involved in it because it's definitely it's pretty cool and I think it's fun for you know their parents and stuff back home that they can keep up with the team and kind of spy on their kids per se to see what they're doing and what the team's got going on and that sort of thing you know we got a girl from Canada and her family you know watches all of it and she's she was funny telling me that she gets frustrated because she's like my parents are too involved they're like everything that you post (laughs) I'm like well that's a good thing you know like it's good it's good so um and so they and I think that they enjoy it too you know they like to kind of see stuff posted on there and they'll share a lot of it and so it does get a lot of attention for sure but it's pretty cool yeah well and it gives the kids some recognition too you know it's not just your name in the standings but you get to be seen by the community by the western industry by you know the family the friends and it's a way for people to connect and and I'm sure it racks up some extra support for the team in general from from the parents when they can be a part feel like they're a part of it not just I shipped my kid off and I haven't seen him for six months (laughs) right yeah that makes a big difference awesome well I tell you what we will do is we're going to put your contact information in the footnotes we'll put the information about connecting to Instagram and to Facebook and uh, we'll link some of the nursing program the welding and the ag degree on there too because we know that's what a lot of the kids look at because those are the popular programs and we'll also add in the link to the website so they can see what CWC is all about and get connected with you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys very much and have a great day. Thank you. You Are you ready to uncover your next level today? RodeoKids.com is now offering coaching calls. Our coaching calls are designed to support individuals and families in achieving success both inside and outside of the arena. Our calls focus on mental strength, goal setting, horsemanship, practice drills. We can do video breakdowns so you can have an outsider's point of view, health and wellness, and the relationships that we have as a parent and a coach and a child and an athlete. Because as we all know, it takes a tribe to achieve those gold buckle dreams. Schedule your coaching call today at rodeokids.com backslash coaching calls.